be no loyalty except loyalty to the party. They're so threatened by the idea that a conservative speaker might be persuasive and interesting and funny. One man's vulgarity is another man's lyric. And I would say one person's offensive speech is somebody else's challenging the status quo, rocking the boat speech. Are you looking for a podcast that contains verbal safe spaces and is free from trigger warnings? If so, you've come to the wrong place. Because we expect our conversations to be filled with rigorous debate, discussion, and even disagreement. Welcome to the Socially Sensitive Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Socially Sensitive. I'm your host, David. And I'm Wolfie. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. So, we're, we're, we're going now. You remember back a few weeks ago, we were talking about these... Okay, so you don't remember that? That we were talking about these what? The movies, movies. Oh, movies, yeah. Which movies? Yeah, yeah from back when we were back when we were kids and stuff. And like the top ten... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was was a I, I liked the movie. I liked it a whole lot. Uh, it was very campy. It was sci-fi, but it was uh, the Adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai. Yeah, I remember that. I cannot believe I left that out. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I remember that movie. That was a, I thought that was an awesome movie. It was a lot of fun. I don't know if I put that in the term awesome, but uh, that was a. No, it I it I was. Uh, it. I thought it was great. And, unless I'm mixing it up with something else, there was a. Uh, was the one I remember in in the video him running around like really fast? I do not know. I don't remember. Um. So anyway, while I was at work today, I decided to uh, I, to read an article, interesting article about this. It's carbon capture technology, mm-hmm. and uh, they've actually captured carbon from just free carbon from the air, and they've made things out of it. They've made diamonds. They've they're in the process of making uh, fuel, like jet fuel. They're trying to figure that one out. I think they I don't know if they the article kind of sounded like they had figured it out maybe making gasoline from it or kind of synthetic fuel. But they were talking about still needing to figure out how to do jet fuel. And they said they had made a lump of coal from free carbon captured from the air from the atmosphere. That's cool. Cost twelve thousand dollars a pound yeah, to make really it, cool. but <laughs> yeah, well, you know. I wonder what. Yeah, I wonder what the cost on that is. They were also talking about a uh, shoe company called On Shoe. It was On Shoe Company. O N. Yeah. And I never heard. Of them. I'm not sure what shoes they made. They were talking about capturing from the atmosphere and making the soles of their shoes from this captured carbon. And they said the first pair of shoes that they would make, I guess because of the newness of the technology and the money that they have to do to do the experiment, would be like a $1 million pair of shoes. Hmm. Yeah, that's a, the first pair is a million, second pair is thirty nine ninety five. But Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Once we figure it all out, yeah. we get it down to $15 a pop. And then we buy them at Walmart. But, I mean, think about this. I mean, we could harvest carbon from the air to create gasoline or a form of gasoline that we could cars on. We could also make coal, which we could then take our electrical companies to create electricity. And it's going to release that carbon back out into the air, which we can then recapture again and make another lump of coal out of 
and give it back to the electric company. Well, not give, sell it back to the electric company. Right. And they could burn it again, releasing the carbon back out into the atmosphere, which they can capture again and make <laughs> into another lump of coal. And they can, you see the, this is like a perpetual motion kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? I, it's, it's, it's kind of a really cool uh, technology. And now you got to wonder, okay, now that we can do this, and I believe the parts per million of CO2 in the atmosphere is like 400, 400 parts per million. And they say that that's from the beginning of the industrial age until now. I think it started off at the beginning of the industrial age. It was somewhere around 50 parts per million. And from that point until now, when it's 400 something parts per million. So now we've got to figure out how many parts per million of CO2 is the optimal level because you don't want to harvest too much carbon out of the atmosphere. Right. Because if you do, it'll get too cold, but you want to keep just enough to keep, you know, real good temperatures. So what have you done today? Um, I was editing videos for the podcast all day. That is awesome. Except for you had to sit around and look at me. So, you know, <laughs> well, no, the, all the ones I did today were all, uh, ones Laura and I did and Damien and I did. Damien and I did a bunch of reaction videos watching a lot of the new movie, uh, you know, because San Diego Comic Con was this weekend. Of course, there were a lot of uh, um, new movie trailers released. Go to Comic Con. All you got to do is go. Yeah, I know. I was talking to Steve earlier today. Um, he, he's going to come over and record. Uh, can you record Wednesday evening? Possibly. I get off at six. I usually get home around six thirty. Okay. Well, we figured we'd mainly talk about San Diego Comic-Con and the, a lot of the new toys that were releasing a lot of the new movies. They released a lot more about the MCU as far as phase phase five and phase six. The, a lot more of that type stuff. Damien and I, we did Mr. Beast released a video yesterday. We did that one. And then we did John Wick, the trailer for John Wick 4. And the Teen Wolf, the movie. The, it was a Comic-Con one. They did a Teen Wolf back when we were kids. Yeah. And then I didn't realize until after we did this video watching this trailer, because, see, we, we react to them and haven't seen the trailers. We record right. it and watch it and comment as we go. Um, Damien had never even heard of Teen Wolf before, the movie back, the Michael J. Fox movie. Wow. I mentioned that. We started talking about it, kind of told him a little bit about that. And then we watched the trailer. And that's what we were like, uh, that has nothing to do with Teen Wolf. <laughs> it's or at least what you remember. R r well, this is more like uh, Twilight. It's more like uh, Lost Boys. It's real dark. It's real violent. It's real, you know, a werewolf type Teen Wolf movie. And we were like, well, this doesn't even fit the same genre. You know, Teen Wolf that we had in 85 was a comedy. Right. Right. It's one of those mid eighties comedies with Michael J. Fox. So so I posted that video today, him and I reacted, and that's what a guy wrote in the comments. Let's see what he wrote in the he wrote uh uh yeah, let me explain it to y'all. <laughs> he said Teen Wolf the movie is the sequel to the T to the T V show 
Teen Wolf that aired on MTV for six seasons. So that's what I looked at. So basically, MTV took the idea of Teen Wolf, the movie, and made it, which was actually dark and gritty. Right. And then they've turned that into a movie. Right. So that's what I commented back to him, because afterwards, that's what Damien and I looked it up. And I said, yeah, we looked it up after and saw the series. It says the series was loosely based off of the 85 movie, um, but I didn't see any connection. And then so I just asked, is the series good? And then that's what he then he replied back. Well, actually, just six minutes ago. Personally, I like the series, but that's just my taste. Supernatural creatures and werewolves, mainly werewolves. I mean, y'all can probably check out the trailer for season one of Teen Wolf, the series. Uh, Anyways, I strongly recommend it. I've seen the original Teen Wolf movie. And let me just say the name is loosely based off of it. It has a great amount of action and comedy in it, but it's it's also puts in the horror genre as well. If somebody younger is watching it. And that uh, Superstore show, with your background, that should be right up your alley. That should probably hit a lot of things that would probably make you sit there and laugh because you've probably lived some of those things. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Well, on the one I edited, the one that Laura and I recorded yesterday, I edited today. Um, That's what we were talking about when we were watching it. There's a scene in the break room, and they, you know how they do the the posters on the walls of like the uh the minimum wage poster and the equal opportunity employment right. posters and all those well right. walmart has their walmart specific posters back there too you know because walmart talks about bob and lisa and mitch and stuff like that um which bob is people uh well bob it's a it's a loss prevention thing It's something you're supposed to remind your cashiers of and stuff. Bob is bottom of basket. That they're always supposed to check the bottom of the basket when they're checking somebody out. Because things get left on the bottom sometimes as people are checking out. And then they, you know, push it through without it ringing it up. Um, Bob is bottom of basket. Lisa is look inside always. Which is like if somebody, somebody comes up and buys a tote or a piece of luggage cashier is supposed to unzip it and open it up or open the tote up and look in because sometimes people accidentally store a stack of dvds inside that uh or other right. you know higher priced merchandise inside this but so totally by accident right so the idea is if you're if you're let's say you're there and you're a member of management or you're somebody else and the cashier you're noticing that the cashier is not doing it maybe not going to remember to do it on this customer and you notice it, you would walk up while the cashier's, you know, ringing stuff up and say, hey, have you seen Lisa today? As kind of a, to not call her out in front of a customer or call him out in front of a customer kind of thing. But And Mitch is, uh, I had to look that one up. We didn't ever use that one or I didn't remember it, but I looked it up and it's merchandise in the customer's hand because sometimes customers will buy, which I've done that before, you know, you'll buy, I'll, buy my buggy full of stuff push it up there but i'll get like a monster or a drink out of the cooler and i'll just be holding it in my hand as you're going through the checkout right which i don't go through checkouts anymore i mean all i do is self-checkout now and our our walmart uh is getting ready to remodel this coming summer um and uh we're getting rid of every single one of our registers but one everything else is going to be uh self-checkout wow that's 
That's unfortunate. No, that's the way I like it. It's called progress. Or not. Mm, no, efficiency is always progress. Are you sure? Yeah. So you you think it's better? Hmm. Are you one of these people who think it's better that you should keep the job around even though it's less efficient, less cost effective, just to keep a person in, employed? When it's proven that it doesn't cut employment, it just shifts employment. But I don't know. Just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, there's there's times that you just go through them. I use self checkout most of the time too. Just right. playing devil's advocate. Right. Well, we'll go oh, all in on it. I'll I'll take devil's advocate. I'll take the devil advocate side if you want. We can go all in on it, and I'll argue either side. Which one you want? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I think it's this kind of a shame that you would uh, personal touch your employees and your. Um. You know? Yeah. If if you're anywhere other than Walmart, I would agree. That one step further away from the people. Right. If Walmart actually did that, I would agree. But most of the time, yeah. Um, and I mean, it is most of the time. At least that's how I've noticed in the past ten years. You get a warmer welcome from the self checkout register than you do the cashier at a regular register. <laughs> now I agree with you. Cashiers should be the advantage. A, a live, living human being making it a an, an really enjoyable shopping experience. That is the advantage they should have. I mean, that's the only way Walmart is going to be able to compete with Amazon. That's the only way mom and pop places can compete with Walmart is you have to provide a more intimate, better shopping experience, more service, more a more of a niche kind of attention Mm -hmm. that the bigger the store, the more difficult that is. Let's talk about our video production software. We use Ecamm Live, the leading live streaming and video production studio built for Mac. Ecamm Live is an incredible program to make your live streams look professional. You can also use the record only feature. That's what we use. Ecamm Live makes it easy for you to look your best while live streaming or recording by making it easy to set up multiple scenes and overlays. It gives you unlimited possibilities. You can easily add in your own logo, bring in lower thirds, background images, videos, music, sound effects. With Ecamm, you can build the look and design of your show in advance. The Ecamm community is amazing with the helpful information that they provide. You can find articles and video tutorials on their website, and there are a lot of incredible YouTube Ecamm instructional content creators that are always offering up tons of tips and tricks. Ecamm is updating the software and adding new features all the time. One of my favorite features that they've added was the interview feature. It allows you to bring in guests easily without using separate software such as Skype. From beginners to experts, thousands trust Ecamm Live to power their video productions. Ecamm Live is hands down the best solution for live streaming on a Mac. Click the link below and try a free 14-day trial. Here, I'm going to play a little video for you, you know, because the January 6th stuff's going on. Working with this, and we never got to the bottom of that, and we never got any answers about that. And then to this day, we're just supposed to pretend that that never happened. I have no idea what happened to the people on the inside who were really sympathetic with what was going on and opening the doors wide open for that. And we're, I'm supposed to sit here and pretend like none of that ever happened. And then right afterwards, you have a massive, you know, you just have this idea that throwing money at that problem is going to make it go away without any accountability. 
just can't help but think about all of that footage and evidence that we saw the day of all these Capitol Police officers helping and being sympathetic to the insurrectionists on January 6th. And everyone just decided it was too politically difficult to deal with. So they all just brushed it under the rug. And to this day, there has never been an investigation into that. Never. So as a result, we have no idea which officers are safety around. We have no idea if if any of those officers and the ones holding massive weapons were were with were with that crowd or if they weren't. But if you raise questions about that or if you don't feel safe, it's construed as you attacking the entire institution of public safety. Riddle me that. Riddle me that. And we saw a lot of that show up, not just in our politics now, but even the State of the Union. Because now both parties are in a contest of how much money they can shovel in this system without critically holding any of it accountable. It is dangerous. See, sometimes she can even say something, make a little bit of sense um, and not even realize it. <laughs> yeah, because my thing is here is with all the January 6th that we have going on. There's been nothing at all brought forward to exonerate President Trump. There's been no evidence put forward to exonerate him at all. Well, it's because there's all just being condemned, condemned, condemned. condemned. Well, it's because there's nobody on. There's no republic. There's only two Republicans even presenting, and that's Liz. Yeah, I know uh, they both hate him. Yeah, they're not real Republicans because he said no. Well, I mean, Trump said McCain, the father, was a loser. Right. So. McCain that never don't like him, and I'm pretty sure the other guy they have on also voted to impeach him. Right, but so how are you going to get a fair present presentation and, and evidence when well, you've got everybody hating him on the panel? Well, that's all it is is a presentation. I mean, it's it's not a, a yeah. trial. It's not a. I mean, there's nothing there. It's it's if you were to have a trial and allow the prosecution to do opening statements and present evidence and witnesses, and have no defense at all, no 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 rebuttal, no anything. It's like prosecution's presenting, and it's all all of it is theater. I mean, it's it's genuinely truly theater for television, for election. Mm -hmm. It's it's. In my opinion, it's them camp. It's campaigning for November. That's all they're oh, doing. Yeah. I mean, and I'm all for. I mean, if if they, they genuinely think something happened, um, if there was some sort of collusion or some something that Trump was a part of instigating or pushing or promoting, or um, if he were sending emails to officers, and I mean, if if there was any sort of I'm fine with them going, no, we're going to have an actual trial. There's going to be, because I believe in due process. I believe, and the problem is, yeah, they don't. I mean, the the progressive oh, left no. does not believe in due process at all. I mean, when it comes to no, it that's why actual they, that's, criminal that's why trials. like red flag laws. Right. Because with red flag laws, you take away all the process. Right. Here's another fun video that uh, I was thinking we watched some of this, but maybe we didn't. 
Does, you said several times, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. It, would that be women? Many women, cis women have the capacity for I would, I would, I would just like to point out the, the arrogance of this woman. <laughs> for pregnancy, many yes. women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, there are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a, it's, we can it's recognize a that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so your view is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important because of my line of questioning. So we can't talk about it because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm denying that trans people exist by asking you you if you're talking about women having pregnancies. Do you believe that uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think (laughs) so. You are denying that trans people exist, and that leads to violence. Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to see? Take that leap she made there. Do you believe that that uh, men can get pregnant? No, then you're design, de- denying that trans people exist. No, you can say trans people exist. Just because somebody says that they're trans doesn't make them, if, if it's a female that says she's a trans male, that doesn't make her a male. No, it doesn't. So her... And here's the thing. If she takes the, if she takes the, the, the uh, chemical concoction to the testosterone and stuff to make her appear as a man, She's basically sterilized herself, yeah. so she probably won't ever be able to get pregnant. Just like the when you go the other direction, if you're a male that thinks you're a female, if you take the estrogen and so on and so forth, especially if you do it before you hit puberty, but I'm sure right. even afterwards, if you do that to yourself, you're basically you're going to sterilize yourself, and you're never going to be able to have kids. Right, but the, the vast majority of trans people don't do anything other than they dress and act. Most don't do anything medical. She's talking about how one in five commits suicide. Could it be maybe there's people are struggling with identity, and you're coming along and you're pushing that? Oh no, it's okay. Go ahead, it's okay. You're being you know who you are, and but they're struggling with it, and they're like, this just doesn't seem right to me. But this person over here tells me that I'm totally okay, and so they're struggling with this internal fight, this internal you know. And because you keep pushing them to become, no, go ahead, get the surgery, become the female that you always want to be. Right. It doesn't actually solve the problem. Right. Of the dysphoria that these people have. So maybe you being the way you are towards them, maybe that could also, you know, also be pushing them towards committing suicide because they're not getting the answers that they need to be able to make an informed decision about male and female gender right. because you're like, oh, no, it's okay. You go ahead. You be you. You do it. You go that way. It's fine. His is, well, maybe it's the fact that if they're trans, it's a mental disorder to begin with that escalates mm-hmm. into suicide. Right. Yes. Because you can't get the 
answers that you need to the questions that you have about yourself because you've got one side that just wants to coddle you. Right. She's like I said, she's incredibly arrogant because she just because this man believes that men can't get pregnant doesn't mean that he doesn't believe trans people exist. Right. He just I don't believe that if you're a man and you transfer or you transition to being a woman or at least appearing to be a woman, you're still not going to be able to get pregnant even though you've done this. Right. Because you don't have the internal plumbing right. to you're, be able to do it. They're biologically not capable to do that. That's not going to make her a man. Right. It just makes her a terribly confused individual. No, no, no. They're, they're, told they're, they're opening up people to this, violence. We have a good time in my class. You should join. Well, I bet. You might learn a lot. Wow. I, I would learn a lot. I've learned you, a lot I just know. in this exchange. Absolutely. Extraordinary. Yep. I just don't like her. Um, no, I don't either. Because she's taking scientific fact and just totally just throwing it out the window. And, you know, this past couple of years with COVID, we've Democrats have always been saying how they're the, oh, we're the we're science. You know, Mr. Fauci, I am science. You must listen to me. No, I'm not, you're not science, Mr. Fauci. You're Mr. Fauci. And science is something else. I would, if I was that guy sitting on that, I would be like, okay, fine. I want you to bring me a man that has trans transitioned into a woman and has gotten pregnant. Can you bring one of these individuals to me so that we can actually substantiate, believe, and, and so that you can show that this can actually happen? The, no, they're not saying it that way. They're saying it the other way. Here's a female that identifies as a male. She hasn't had any mm -hmm. surgery, hasn't had it, taken any hormones. She hasn't done anything. She's a biological female who identifies as male, as a man. Mm -hmm. That man can get pregnant, is what she's saying. Because oh. biological yeah, female. She hasn't taken. Right. As long as, well, yeah, sure. As long as she's a biological female and hasn't taken any of the like the testosterone or any of the chemicals that they need to transition to being right. a male. Yeah, that's yeah, she can get pregnant. That's that's their argument she, when they pregnant. keep that's their argument when they keep saying that a man can get pregnant. They mean it that way that because he's a biological female, but because he identifies yes. as a man, then the man can get pregnant. That's why I was jumping into this next story of Twitter. You know, because uh now Twitter's banning if you use the word groomer. <laughs> saying that that's a, an anti-LGBTQ um, slur, because if you s use the word groomer, even though you're talking about a pedophile, somebody who mm -hmm. is a predator, and right. so they're trying to say, well, anytime you use the word, you're implying that all gay people or uh, anybody in the LGBTQ group is... Spectrum. Any of the alphabet people are pedophiles is what they're saying you're implying there. And you're like, no, we're talking about a specific action by a specific person that is a groomer. If you're trying to talk to children. Grooming for the LGBTQ community than what they're letting on. Maybe there are more groomers there than what legal is. Yeah. And thus, you can't actually call us groomers because there's really a whole bunch of people over here that are, and we don't want you pointing that out to people. Right. Because, yeah, if there are some. And because, like, like I said, if they weren't groomers, then it wouldn't matter. 
it wouldn't matter, right? Right. Let's say I'm gay, and which I'm not, but let's say I am, and I've got a partner, and he's an adult. I'm an adult. We're both two gay men. We're doing what two gay men do, whatever that is. I don't know. Right. But uh, we don't we don't flaunt it in front of kids, and we don't, you know. You have no interest in sharing it or telling it. children. Right. Yeah, don't have any interest in telling kids about it or anything like that. This is me and him. We're all good. We're not groomers. We don't even children. We neither one of us like them for one thing. You know, it's right. just us. We do our thing, and we don't, you know, spread it out to children. Right. Now, if you're that kind of gay person, then it, to be called a groomer, no, I'm not a groomer. If you are a groomer, and you're in this LGBTQ community. The only way you would get offended by someone talking about groomers would be if you're a groomer. Right. But they kind of so, they yeah. kind of did the same thing with uh, when Trump was talking about people illegally coming across the border and saying that mm-hmm. some of them were part of the drug cartel, part of them are criminal, part of them are you know, whatever. They're not the best of the best mm-hmm. sometimes. Some some of the people. Right. See, they took that to the extreme of saying, oh, you mean every single Hispanic person that comes across the border? It's like, no, that's not what he said. But they're taking this to that point. Oh, if you say one is, you have to be meaning that they all are. Because everything right. is a group identity. That they don't believe in individuality. Right. Um, What's Mr. July talking about? I'm talking about the his, you know, his uh, his comic company. His comic company going. Yeah, you know, because they hit three million. Um, Did they? Wow. Yeah. When's he gonna print his first book? Well, see, it seems to be a problem. PayPal froze his, his assets. The money that people have given through PayPal. Oh wow! So they froze. I think it's 1.2 million worth that he doesn't have access to. I love the way that PayPal and these GoFundMe type pages do that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, they were talking about Kyle Rittenhouse. He he did a GoFundMe to help pay for his legal expenses. Yeah. And, of course, they froze his account because they didn't like him. Right. But then there was a guy. He was actually guilty of doing some shooting or something somewhere. He was actually the criminal. And he started a GoFundMe page. And they left his up there and let him do his thing. Right. Now, I can, I can see their point <clears throat> to, a, to a small degree if they, if they kind of hold it until some of this is verified. Because his, it, his did kind of blow up like super fast and a ton of money super fast mm-hmm. because they're shutting down. I know GoFundMe shuts down a ton of comic book scams. Because it's not, you can throw a, a comic book one up in, you know, I, I could put one up, I guarantee I could put one up today with a decent idea. And ha, and mm-hmm. most of the scammer ones are usually only a dollar or two that they're claiming, like, we only need a dollar, we only need two dollars. It's real low amounts per uh, right. per campaign person. And they'll get up to six, eight, ten grand, usually within the first day or two. And then they just bail because they never had any intention on making anything. I, I can see PayPal's point of like, okay, we're, before you have full access to all this money, 
we want to make sure that it's there's actually substance there. And I mean, he he's going to get that money. It's just it's I don't who knows how long it's going to take. Could take a couple of weeks. Could take a month. Um, see that thirteen-year-old boy? The story that came out Chicago that got shot. Uh-uh. Uh, he was. Um, they stole a car. He's running from the police. Uh-huh. He bails out on the car. The police are chasing him in this stolen car. He bails out and runs and is heading toward this gas station. And then at the like last second, he like pulls his cell phone and spins around and points, twists around and points back at the officers, and they shoot him. Uh-huh. And then the way the news is is playing it is like that. He puts his hands up and they shoot him. Um, hands up! Put your hands up! Body camera footage shows the disturbing moment when a Chicago police officer fires a shot that would paralyze a 13-year-old boy. It happened on May 18th on the city's west side. Officials say the 13-year-old jumped out of a stolen vehicle and began to run off. Later, he appears to turn around with his hands up. That's when he's shot. At the time, the boy was unarmed, no weapon. See, so he turns around right there, and you can see him uh, turning around, pointing. Mm-hmm. I heard a similar story to this, and I'm not exactly sure what happened. But uh, they were talking about somebody had stolen a car, and, and actually shot that were chased. And then once he bailed out of the car, the, the police went to foot pursuit, and they ended up shooting the guy. Oh, yeah, I saw that one, too. That was a couple weeks ago. They lit him up. They fired over 90 rounds. Yeah. Now, there was, I think, 12 officers, 11 officers total. They hit him like 60-some times. The scene. The family of the boys say he was paralyzed as a result. But, Jay, you can see him, him spin around, and they say, like right there, if you're the officer chasing him and he turns and points at you like that, it would be questionable. Is he throwing his hands up in the air? Is he pointing at you? Does he have a weapon? Does he? Yeah. Whatever. This is, this is and this is what you got to think of is oh in that moment right there. What are you going to do? Right, you're going to shoot him. I mean, that's what I would do. Exactly. I mean, you're going to protect yourself. That's exactly what you're going to do, Dave. If I have any doubt in my mind that you're pointing a gun at me to shoot me, and I believe it, you're you know. They're not going to bring any charges against any of the officers, I don't think. I mean, it's pretty clear that it was, you know, everything has to be in the, in the, the attorney, his family's attorneys, the big complaint they have is that after they shot at him, which I think only the Mm -hmm. one officer hit him, he's laying right up against the gas pumps. So they kind of drag him away from the pump out over here. Mm -hmm. They drag him over here to the right out of the way and his attorneys are like they just drag him on the ground like a piece of trash trying to play the sympathy card and which is a horrible thing he got shot and you know the way that everybody on that side is going to try and portray it is okay i would say first of all you don't steal a car you don't run from the police if you're getting caught and then you don't turn and point back at them they would say, well, he didn't deserve to die. He was unarmed. He di- or he didn't die. He's just paralyzed. But they would say he didn't deserve to be shot for running, which he wasn't. He didn't deserve to be shot for stealing a car, which he wasn't. 
he was shot because he put himself in a situation that made the officer question whether he was a, a threat to their life or not. Exactly. Or even a threat to anybody, anybody else. else right. I, I bet if you ask that kid now, hey, do you wish that you would have just hopped out of the car and laid down on the ground, put your hands up and laid down on the ground? You'd be like, yep, if I yeah. could take it back, I would, but I can't. So, so here, Mr. Steve Bannon found guilty. Two counts, criminal contempt for defying a subpoena when there was 70-some people who also defied the subpoenas, but they're making an example out of him. Which here is him just a couple hours after he was convicted, or after they found him guilty. This, By the way, I want to thank uh, the jury, uh, D.C. working class and middle class people. They took the entire week off for a misdemeanor that I think they were in the court for maybe a day, day and a half max or five days. I want to thank them and I respect their, uh, uh, their, I respect their decision given the uh, evidence and the information they were presented in the room. It's a misdemeanor, and it was very restricted. This is why there was so much convoluted in and out, and the judge did a great job. I'm not questioning the judge did a great job of trying to back. Which they're appealing it. Nothing's going to come of it. And J.D. Vance tweeted, uh, the DOJ didn't indict uh, Eric Holder when he ignored a congressional subpoena. But they did Steve Bannon. His real crime is that he consistently calls out the globalization that has allowed our American industry and attacked American culture. Nancy Pelosi is playing with fire here. And he's also been pointing out the uh, that Pfizer data that got dropped. He's been one of the people that's been reporting on that quite a bit. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're after him because they just don't like him. Did you see this video? I'm just curious, what is that flag right there? That flag? What the is that? Flag? I think it's a pride flag. Can you can you take it down, please, right now? For what purpose? Because it offends me greatly. See, I mean, I'm all for this guy saying, you know, he doesn't want the pride flag, he doesn't want anything. He's trolling. I mean, that's 100% trolling. That girl doesn't care. The guy, the uh, people working there don't care. The company, if they put it up, or some of the people care. If you don't like it, don't shop there. But to me, when you go in and you, you call her out and call other people out and say it offends me, it's fine letting her know it offends you, but then can you take it down because, you know, this offends me and... Yeah, but you know that's exactly what the people on the other side of the aisle do. Right. And they They're shouldn't do it either. So when we say they shouldn't do it... You don't you don't jump in and do it the same thing they do while you're saying they shouldn't do it. Well, this guy, we don't know if he's saying that they shouldn't do it or not. He's just doing what he's seen them do, except from the opposite angle. No, he wants them to the take. He's he's right. Yeah, yeah. He wants them to get down, just like if someone were to come in. Let's say where I'm at. Let's say I'm running a store and I've got an American play up, and they come and it's like, hey. Man, What's that? What's that? Well, that's the American flag. Right. Well, that offends me. Can you take that down? I'd say no. Get out. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do too. And that's what these people should but say to him. <laughs> but you can tell just by the tone of his yeah. voice, he's in there for the sake of filming and trolling. Oh yeah, sure he is. Because none of this does anything but divide. Yes. Instead, it's like saying. I do believe. I do believe that. That's the difference. That this is the difference with between cancel culture and boycotting. I I believe 100% boycotting. If you think a company is selling a product they shouldn't sell or is producing 
if Disney is producing TV shows that you don't want to support, boycotting is good. You say, no, I'm not going to pay for it. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to do anything. But the moment you say, now my opinion has to reflect what everybody has to do. So not only do they have to not sell it, they, they can't make it. They can't sell it so that nobody else can have it. So like him going in here to this store and saying, I want you to take it down because it offends me means that now my opinion has to be what everybody, every other customer that comes in here and every worker has to abide by my opinion and my beliefs instead of, Mm -hmm. no, I'm going, if I don't like it, I'm going to leave or I'm not going to shop there or I'm just going to ignore it if it's something that I don't care about. Can I get a manager up to the front, please? Yeah, that stuff is satanic. We can't have that, especially at PetSmart. (laughs) <laughs> I've got a minute. Okay. Excuse me, what is that flag right there? It's a pride flag. Can you take that down, please? No, PetSmart um, supports belonging, which includes for LGBT. Do you support pedophilia and child sexualization? Because that's what that stands for, man. Oh. Sec- See, he's another one of those that wants to cross it and make that all inclusive means everything and everybody mm-hmm. that fl- flag means pedophilia no that means that there are some people in there that are probably pedophiles sexualizing kids with that flag man well so i feel i'm very offended and i would like it to be taken down well well we're gonna ask respect your customers respect your customers and please take it down for me well, we aren't going to. We are supportive of LGBTQ plus people here, so we're gonna ask you to to leave. Do you know what the real? That's that's the that's the rainbow of Satan. The real rainbow is from God. The real rainbow is from God, man. That's the rainbow of Satan. So it's very offensive to me. Very good. Thank you for coming by and sharing that with us. But we'll. Uh, do, you know, you don't that. support it, do you? I do. Support Yes. You support sex, sexualization no, support of the children. The you know what the, you know what they're doing to the kids, right? They're they're pro- they're. We're asking you to leave. They're trying to. They're, so you're, they're, you're uh, breaking the law now because we've asked you to leave and you aren't. They're so. sexualizing kids that with the, with that propaganda. It's disgusting. Jamie, Our country is going downhill yes, because so. of it. Jamie, can I get you to the front, please? We're asking you to leave. Wow, so. Peco Peco sexualizes kids. They support the sexualization. See, how can he not be a pedo with that mustache? <laughs> you have a very good point there, sir. <laughs> the kids. He's got an anti-maskers T-shirt on too. So, say he's 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 a he's a he's a professional troll. <laughs> wow. Yeah. This. Uh, you guys are promoting the pride flag, which is satanic. Okay, you gotta go, bud. Come on. We don't need it here, and you don't need to film me either. It's cool, but we don't need it. I mean, you want it? You want to stand outside? That's cool, but we don't need it. Okay. And yeah, we're gonna have the pride flag up. We have it all over our store. Okay. So you guys support the sexualization of kids? I'm just not gonna get into you. You guys support so you can, no, sexualizing you, kids? You can go. You can go. I can call shame the police. On you. Shame on you. Shame on you guys. Seriously. Okay. That's shame cool. On. Thank you. I shame on Peko. I appreciate. It. This is Peko. I'm just. That's what he calls him at the very end. It says shame on you, Peko, and he's like, "This is Pet Smart." <laughs> he don't even know where he is. <laughs> well, I'll talk to you later. All right. See you later, See you, Dave. All right. But thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and a review. 
To catch all the latest from us, you can go to sociallysensitive.com and follow us on Instagram at sociallysensitive and on Twitter at sociallysense. Thanks again, and see you next time.